The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello, everyone, and welcome. It's Jennifer Ruzio, uh, founder of Soul Language, and I'm dedicated to providing my listeners with tangible tools to embody their divinity and create a life based on freedom. This is Asked and Answered by Soul, where we focus on topics that will give, guide you to listening and utilizing your essential nature. And today I'm with Jesse Lucas, and we're talking about, um, oh, what are we talking about? Hold on, everyone. I lost Jesse. We're talking about embodied movement for embodiment empowered health, which I love because I'm all about empowerment and really kind of tapping in. So welcome, Jesse. Hi, Jennifer. Thank you so much for having me on your, your beautiful podcast here. Oh, I'm so excited that you're here. And I always like to start with the first question about, you know, what does your soul share with you throughout your journey? Uh, my soul has been honestly like a little bit of, you know, here's the flashlight. Like I'm going to show you, you know, just a, like not even a few steps ahead of you, but a little bit, you know, that kind of like guidance of like, keep going. And then also that kind of like <laughs> sometimes ugly push, forceful push from behind of like, all right, lady, it might still be dark, but you need to keep going. And I think at the, the heat, the friction that's, the combination of those two things is really this kind of sense of peace, this sense of purpose and the sense of it's important. It's important to keep being guided by that, that which you can see just a little bit, maybe that which you can't see, but that which you really feel, whether it's the soul's pull, the heart's pull, the universe, whatever, whatever it is, um, it's really shown me in non-negotiable ways just keep going. Nice. So today we're talking about embodied embodied movement for empowered health. So what do we mean by embodied movement, Jesse? Um, that's a great question. I get asked that question a lot. So my, my background is in teaching yoga and in personal training, and I've had the benefit of looking at movement, you know, physical movement of your physical body from several different angles, from the more kind of emotionally connected, energetically aware, meditative space. Um, I could go on and on with the adjectives over there, but you know, from the yoga angle, and then also from the very functional, practical, mechanical place that is the fitness world. And something I've seen across the board, wherever it's showing up, whether it's been in my yoga studios, on my fitness floors, there is such a disconnection from being present 
in our bodies kind of, you know, individually and collectively, I look at embodiment as just that, as really experiencing a lived body, really feeling connected, like you yourself, your whole self is actually inhabiting this beautiful human form that we have. And embodied movement then is simply a way to use the tool of physical movement. You know, there are many amazing tools out there, but using the tool of physical movement to create an environment where embodiment can occur. So in other words, when you're more in tune with the practice, whether it's walking, yoga, or weightlifting, it really allows you this deep sense of connection with your body. And that's going to, of course, empower you because you're going to be more aware of what your body needs and what and how it's talking to you. Is that accurate? That's exactly it. And it does all come back to empowerment. That's why I I love your message and what you're all about, because I truly believe that, you know, when we are masters of ourself, then, you know, we have everything we need and it's just a matter of connecting those dots and the information stored in your body, your body's wisdom, the, the, the way that it can light you up from the inside out you have all of this rich data to use. And it's just a matter of being able to access that information or access that data, be able to interpret it. You know, you've probably heard the term, you know, your body whispers before it screams, you know, what if you couldn't actually interpret, you know, sense and interpret those whispers and then know how to respond to them intelligently, know how to respond to those signals from your body. That's an empowered place to be. So how do people begin to um, understand or how do they begin to be in that movement and be present? What if they've felt really disconnected? Where should they start? Yeah. And a lot of people do feel really disconnected. There's a lot in the way, whether it's just kind of general, you know, busyness or chronic stress and all the way to, you know, acute or really deeply buried trauma. Everybody's going to come in from an angle that is unique to them. Um, I think creating a sense of safety is kind of the gateway And a lot of people, whether they're super busy or stressed or in some sort of reactive state, thanks to trauma, feeling safe just to to turn your attention inwards and pause for a moment and start to even look at the inner landscape of the body is, it can be scary. It can be the big unknown. So finding tools to create safety, whether that is finding a good guide along the journey, somebody to help you do that if you feel like you can't do it yourself. Things, practices, very simple practices that soothe the nervous system. I am a huge fan of different breathing techniques that kind of are a direct hit to your nervous system to switch it out of fight, flight, freeze, fawn, and into rest and refresh. Even little little moments of just practicing being present, sensory things like looking around. This is one of my favorites, looking around and just letting your eyes rest on something that catches your eyes, something that's pleasurable or beautiful. Like, you know, it's a snowy day here in New York, you know, the way that the snow kind of can glitter in the sun, you know, and just really holding your attention on something pleasant, practicing that in little tiny moments over and over again can really train you to be able to start to go in, to start to make those embodied connections if you feel disconnected. 
Yeah, and another practice that I do, everyone, is asking your bodies, it's divine intelligence that doesn't have free will, to fill you with safety, and it looks like this. Divine intelligence, fill me with the feeling and knowing that I am safe. And you might notice your shoulders come down, your heart opens up, but you can continue to do that, to pause, and what's that going to also do is help you release the trauma and your cells, and it does the heavy lifting for you, so you don't have to kind of worry about reliving the trauma. I love so, that. Thank you, Jesse. So, okay. So as we're getting more in touch with the movement, how, how do we tune into our health? What suggestions do you have about, okay, people are noticing they're moving more, they're being present more, and they're noticing the things to, that keep popping up um, that they can't, that they're ready to look at. What do you suggest the next step is once they're ready to really look at their health and and be conscious about it. I think one of the things is kind of committing to the relationship with your body being a long-term relationship. I mean, I know that sounds kind of silly and obvious, but we, you know, we live in a culture of quick fixes and immediate gratification. And so just really kind of setting that intention off the bat of, you know, this is a long-term relationship and, you are going to keep inquiring. I, I love that you have that inquiry practice because all energy just wants to be met. And when you keep asking, you will get answers. So committing to this being a journey that, that goes on and on over time. And then to committing to learning, learning from your body's wisdom. You know, you're ready to start to tune in. Maybe you're starting to get some sensory information like, Oh, my aching back or that hip or that knee or my heartbreak or this, this story that's kind of stuck in my, my mind, you know, we start finding these things to really one, I believe our bodies do hold the wisdom. And that's, that's the whole premise of my work is to kind of teach you the skills so that when you get that information, you know what to do with it. So to, to really practice when you lean into that inquiry Know for sure that your kinesthetic intelligence, that wisdom in your body has answers. And the best way I can say to know what to do with that on your own is to think categorically. If you feel sensations that feel shaky or frazzled or tingly or kind of a heightened, then maybe you want to pick movement practices that are more calming or soothing, like a long, slow walk or a calming yoga practice, or just a good stretchy session. If you're finding sensations that are more like, oh, this feels heavy. This feels stuck. This feels tight. This feels, you know, things like that. Then maybe you need something with a little more energy flow, a little more heat, a little more movement. So maybe you're taking that brisk walk. Maybe you do something that opens up the joints. Maybe you do something that creates you to breathe a little heavy. So to think kind of categorically rather than prescriptively. Beautiful. What's been a big question that you've been asking your soul lately? Uh, So I've recently transitioned a lot of my work from working directly with clients one-on-one and into the professional teaching space. I I teach other wellness professionals how to use these kinesthetic and embodiment practices. 
And so I feel like I myself am stepping into a big unknown. So a lot of it is kind of, kind of selfish, like show me the way Uh, there's a big unknown territory I'm personally stepping into and just asking for that guidance. So I stay steady so that I stay focused and on purpose, but there's when, when I really listen, when I really try to kind of say like, okay, what do I want to know next? There's a whole nother world of unknown. And um, this, this part gets a little more close to my heart that I, so like many of us, I have lost some dear souls to me from, from this human existence. They're not here for me to pick up the phone and call anymore. And I really feel like there's, there's a wisdom there, wherever this is that our souls are all connected, that especially these, these few, my father being one of them that are really, you know, they were close to my heart here, here, on here, earth side. And I just really would love guidance from them or just peace or just knowing, or just I don't, I don't, you know, it's, you don't know what you don't know. So I'd like to know a little more from, from that plane. I feel like there's big support available there. Beautiful. As we're wrapping up our conversation today, how can people get in touch with you? How can they get more of your goodness? Uh, Embodiedmovementtraining.com is my website and all the goodies can be found there. You can get on my email list. There's a quick little form you can fill out there. If you look up embodied movement training on Facebook, I do have a Facebook group that anybody is welcome into. And I do, you know, fun Facebook lives and drop some goodies in there. So, um, and Jesse B. Lucas on Instagram um, is another great place to find me. Beautiful. So my last question is, if you were a magnet on whatever you call your higher powers refrigerator, what would your magnet say? (laughs) Uh, I think that my magnet, so I'm a a very stubborn Aries. I am all heart, but I am also a lot of fire. I think that my magnet would say can't stop, won't stop, but will also take naps. I love that. Nice. Well, I want to thank you so much for being here and sharing your wisdom with us today. Awesome. Jennifer, thank you so much. Everyone, you've been listening to Ask and Answered by Soul. And of course, I'm Jennifer Rizzio. Please feel free to share this podcast with your community. Leave a comment, write a review, rate it. And of course, contact me directly. And don't forget to contact this guest and all of the amazing guests that we have on this show. A lot of wisdom here. And remember, You are your soul and your soul needs your body. So tune in, create some movement, create that embodiment so you can know and hear what your body's wisdom has to share. So thanks again and bye for now, everyone. Hey there, fabulous souls. I'm Stephanie Baklaan. And I'm Eden Alpert. And we're the hosts of the brand new podcast, Unapologetically Fab. Get ready to join us on an amazing and real journey as we dive into life after 40 and own it. We're all about changing the narrative, leaning into who you are, and living a life by your own design. Join us as we embrace life unapologetically and redefine success. This is Unapologetically Fab. An Electric Cast production. See you there. Oh, 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 o